Hi, folks. Welcome to the Think, Believe, Achieve podcast. This is your host, Coach Shiv. And today we're going to be talking about handling a career crisis. So what is a career crisis? It could essentially be one of two things. So let's look at the two things. One is you're currently in a job that you don't like. You hate your job. You would rather be anywhere else. Now, why would you be in that situation? There are a few reasons. Let's take a look. Maybe your job lacks a sense of purpose. You know, you're just going through the motions. So you're not getting a sense of achievement, a sense of meaning in your job. Or maybe the job doesn't have any challenges at all. You're so used to it that you could probably do it blindfolded with your hands tied behind your back. No fun in doing that kind of a job, right? Maybe you're in a situation where there is no growth potential at all. You might feel like you've hit a dead end and there's no room to move anywhere. Or possibly your job is too mundane, too monotonous, lacking any variety. Every day seems the same. Another way you can be disappointed or unhappy with your job is if you are feeling undervalued and unappreciated. And this could happen a lot to people who are in the mid-career stage. After all the success they've had in getting to where they are, they might feel that the company, the organization that they work with, doesn't really value them, takes them for granted. Do you feel that way? If you do, then you could be hating your job. Sometimes what happens is lack of growth is because you just become too good for your own good. Now, what I mean by that is that you do your present job so well that the company almost feels that that's where you belong. And the moment there's an opportunity to move you upward or forward, they're worried about who's going to fill your shoes. So in a way, you become a victim of your own success. Especially if you're in a role which is kind of a critical role. You know, where every day you need someone who knows what they're doing. They just can't drop the ball. And because you've been doing it so well for so long, it's like you've just become a permanent fixture. So these are all reasons why you might be on the verge of a career crisis. And what's the other way you could have a career crisis? This is when it's got nothing to do with you. You're just going along, enjoying your work, thinking that you've got it all sorted. And then suddenly the rug is pulled from under your feet. And what I mean by that is 
You could be blindsided by a restructuring that costs you your job, a redundancy, or just a feeling of insecurity, uncertainty because the top management has changed. Maybe new directors have come in, maybe new general manager has come in. And you know what they say about a new broom. So changes all over the place and you start getting insecure about your own position. Now, I know both of these options that I was talking about or both of these types of career crises because I've been through both of them. And it's not a great place to be. So if you listening into this podcast are agreeing with what I'm saying and you can identify yourself in these situations that I spoke about, then my advice to you, if I were to give you any advice, if I could give you any advice, is they're just two words. Be prepared. So be ready. Be ready for anything that might come your way. And being prepared essentially means that you need to banish your fear of change. Don't get so comfortable in what you're doing that you start fearing change. You might feel that you're in a comfort zone today because everything is familiar. You know the people, you know the job. You know the systems, you know your customers. And you might be feeling a little bit fearful about doing something different. Now, my friend, you know that the way the world has been for the last 18 months, there is no such thing as comfort zone anymore. No one can say that they're in a comfort zone because that could easily change overnight. So part of being prepared is practicing stepping out of your comfort zone every now and then. Taking very small, tiny steps outside your comfort zone. And getting used to that feeling. Because, yes, there is always a risk when you take some action. Because there is a bit of an unknown quantity. But don't forget that there's also a risk of not taking action. Staying still is also a risk because you don't know what's coming. Sometimes if you've taken action and taken a step forward or a step sideways, you might be out of that spot where something could come and hit you. So you see what I'm getting at? There is a risk either way, whether you decide to stay stuck or whether you decide to take action. So give that some time, think about that, that there's always a risk of not taking action also. So when I say be prepared, what kind of things am I talking about apart from overcoming your fear of change and practicing stepping out of your comfort zone. 
I've got four tips that are fairly concrete tips, actionable steps that you can take right away to be better prepared to handle a career crisis. So my first tip, have you had a look at your CV lately? When is the last time you looked at your CV? Is it up to date? It's shocking how many people do not update their CVs unless they're actively job hunting. And by updating, I don't mean just having the latest employer on your CV or the latest job description or bullet points about the job on your CV. I'm also talking about the format of the CV. Just like anything else, Preferred CV formats also change with time. So always look at CV websites, maybe talk to CV professionals, and be aware of what is the right type of CV for your kind of job in today's job market. Because different job profiles have different requirements of CV in terms of format. So be aware of that. Do a bit of research. When you have a little bit of time, make sure you research CV types, what's required in CVs, what are employers looking for, and keep your CV polished and up to date. Tip number two. Most people, when they're in jobs that are reasonably okay for them, don't browse job sites. The logic being, I'm not looking for, uh, for work, so why should I be looking at job sites? I would suggest you still keep looking at job sites for two simple reasons. One is you get an idea of what the market is like for someone of your profile. You can see how many jobs are advertised, who are the people advertising it, and get a bit of an idea of what's the demand for someone like you in the market. And the second thing is you get a lot of market information. Now, if you're in sales and marketing, you'd be you know, very much interested in finding out what's going on with your competitors and job sites can give you a bit of an idea to see if your competition is hiring, what type of people they're hiring, what's going on there. So that's, I mean, that's a really good reason to stay in touch with job sites. My tip number three is keeping your details updated with recruitment companies. Everyone should have at least three recruiters that they keep close, with whom they touch base once in a while. Recruiters who have got their up-to-date CV, up-to-date work history, up-to-date interests in terms of you know what they're looking at currently. So you need to have 
this kind of a connection, ongoing connection, with at least three recruiters. Because a lot of times, the recruitment agents, they get information at a fairly late stage in the recruitment process because companies tend to leave things to the last minute. You know that. You know where you're working. Think about it. Think about your workplace. How often do you think uh, do things at the 11th hour? And that's what happens when it comes to hiring and recruitment. Companies put things off until they can't put it off anymore. Then they get in touch with the recruiter. And at that point, if you're in the mind of the recruiter, you'll be one of the first people that they contact. So you'll have a head start. If you haven't been in touch with a recruitment company for five years, you're not going to be in their thoughts. You're not going to be in, in their minds. You know, out of sight, out of mind. So please do that. It's in your, you know, it's to your advantage. It's in your interest to have at least three recruitment companies with whom you have regular interaction. And my last tip, tip number four, is LinkedIn. I hope you're not one of those guys, one of those people who doesn't have a LinkedIn account. In today's day, in today's time, it just makes no sense not to have a LinkedIn account because it's free. At least the basic version. And uh, LinkedIn has become the corporate playground. Any company that's looking to hire people, as soon as they come to know of a candidate, the first place they go to search about that candidate is LinkedIn. So you need to have a LinkedIn account and it needs to be fairly polished and up to date. And by that, I mean, if you go into some, you know, old LinkedIn account, you'll see some people who've got only about five connections and have never posted anything at all, don't have a picture, nothing. It's desolate, looks like a desert. That's not how you want your LinkedIn account to be. You want it to look vibrant. So just have a little bit of activity going on there. You know, even if it's just sharing something, even if it's just adding some connections, maybe posting something once in a while. That gives a much better look to your profile. So let me just repeat the four tips. And like I said, these are readily actionable tips. You don't have to wait to do any of these. Tip number one, update your CV. Tip number two, keep browsing job sites. Tip number three, be in regular contact with at least three recruiters. And tip number four, have a very good LinkedIn account. If you can do all of this, 
I can assure you, you will be in a much better position to handle an unforeseen career crisis. Even if the rug is pulled from under your feet, you won't fall over. Your feet will still stay firmly on the ground. Because whatever action you need to take after that event, you will be in a much better position to start taking that action right away. And that means, firstly, you don't go through that whole grieving period. You know, um, people do go through a grieving process when they lose a job. It is a traumatic event in most people's lives. And so there's a massive dip in the emotional curve when someone, uh, you know, is suddenly jobless. But if you're constantly working on it while you're still employed, you straight away start taking action after the event. So you don't have time to go through that grieving process, which is fantastic because you're already taking action. And when you do all of this, in a way, you're kind of preparing yourself for any eventuality. So it's like going into battle. If you are prepared beforehand, isn't the battle going to be much easier to win? So my friend, please be prepared so that you are in a much better position to handle any career crisis. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. As I wind up, if you need any assistance with your career, if you need any assistance with something that might be affecting your career but might be another part of your life, please do reach out to me. My website is thinklifecoaching.co.nz and if you'd like to email me, you can do so at shiv at thinklifecoaching.co.nz It was a pleasure bringing this episode to you. I hope you liked it. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye.